Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're continuing our examination of the letter that Paul wrote to the church at Ephesus and the book of Ephesians, in other words. And we've just looked at the first couple of verses of it because I thought we would do well to go and see uh, how the gospel came to the people of Ephesus and the various things that occurred. You know, so often we uh, don't have accounts about these things, but in this instance we do. In the book of Acts, the 18th chapter and 19th chapter, chapter, both give some really, really interesting detail. And it really sort of uh, uh, challenges our mindset, I think, more from just the way we uh, normally think or don't think about this subject, you know. We can sort of have this thing in the Western world that people receive the word, and thought, oh, well, that's great. That's a neat little thing. I think I'll do that. And that was it. And there was no problem, and they were saints forever after. Well, no, that's not exactly what you see in the Scripture. So Paul had come to Ephesus. He shared the gospel. And he left uh, Aquila and Priscilla there. And then he left, okay? And so he leaves, but he comes back. And in our last episode, we saw where he encountered uh, 12 men who were familiar with the baptism of John but had not heard that Messiah had come. Paul explains to them about Jesus. They believe, okay? And then Paul lays hands on them, and the Holy Spirit comes upon them. So we continue the account now. Uh, let me see. Where do we want to pick this up? Uh, verse 8. And he entered the synagogue and continued speaking, and he spoke out boldly for three months, reasoning and persuading them about the kingdom of God. So he's come back into Ephesus, and as was his habit, he would go into the synagogue and do exactly this. He would speak boldly, he would reason with the people, and he would persuade the people about the kingdom of God. Now, he did this uh, from the Scripture, which would be the Old Testament at this time, from the power of the Holy Spirit, and from what he had experienced himself. So this is what he did, and he did it for three months. Then verse 9, and this is Acts 19, by the way. But some, when, uh, but when some were becoming hardened and disobedient, speaking evil of the way, and that way is capitalized. That's what the early church was called, the way. These folks, their hearts were becoming hardened. They were disobedient, speaking evil of the way before the people, so they're not only saying it among themselves, they're proclaiming this among the people. He, that's Paul, withdrew from them and took away the disciples, reasoning daily in the school of Turanus. Now, this is sort of interesting, isn't it? He's there with them for three months in the synagogue, and what's he doing? He's reasoning. He's persuading. Well, there's some who are becoming hardened and were disobedient, speaking evil. They were becoming that. Well, how were they becoming hardened? Well, they were becoming hardened because they were stubborn of heart. They refused to believe the truth that Paul was speaking about. And so the more that you refuse to believe and the more you refuse to believe, the harder your heart and the harder your ears become to the truth. And so they were becoming disruptive. So Paul says, okay, you know what? I'm just going to pull out from here. I will no longer teach in the synagogue. I want to go over to this dude over here that's got a school in his place, okay? Verse 10. This took place for two years. 
So he taught in uh, the school of Tyrannus for two years. And to such a degree, and this is what verse 10 continues with, so that all who lived in Asia heard the word of the Lord, both Jews and Greeks. So it's telling us that the, the truth of the word of the Lord was being propagated throughout the entire region there. And it's all of Asia. And a lot of times people will point to this. Does this mean that every living person that was in Asia heard of it? Uh, no, not at all. Here's what it means. Uh, Paul would do this. He would go into a town. Uh, let's say that he's in the deep south, and he goes into Atlanta. And no one had ever heard the gospel. Paul would bring the gospel, would preach. There would be a dozen people uh, converted. Then he would leave and head south to Miami. When he gets to Miami, he would tell them, the gospel has come to Atlanta. Okay, So the gospel has come. In this case right here, it says, all who lived in Asia heard the word of the Lord, both Jews and Greeks. There's a little more to it right here, that this was being propagated so strongly that the people had at least heard it. They'd heard of the word of the Lord. Okay, They'd heard of it. Now, just think about that. Now, the area where I live right now, I think you'd probably be very, very hard-pressed to find an individual that had not heard of uh, the Most High God or Jesus Christ. I think it'd be very hard to find, and I'm talking about an adult, not a two-year-old, okay? <laughs> but someone who's of uh, age to think of their own. I think you'd be hard-set to find somebody who had not heard. Now, that's a big difference between that and believing. Now, what should happen? So the word is going forth in this way. Verse 11, God was performing extraordinary miracles by the hands of Paul. Don't you love that? Extraordinary miracles, not just your basic B-flat miracle, not just your everyday miracle that everybody performs all the time, right? <laughs> but extraordinary miracles. And he actually gives an example or two of what this is, verse 12. So that handkerchiefs of aprons or aprons were even carried from his body to the sick, and the diseases left them, and the evil spirits went out. So Paul, and he says this in some of his other writings, he says, you know, I didn't come to you in word only, but I came to you word and indeed in acts of power. Acts of power. Extraordinary miracles. And so what's this deal about the handkerchiefs or aprons that were carried away from his body to the sick, and then they were healed of their diseases, and the evil spirits went out? Okay? The evil spirits went out. What is that talking about? Well, I think it's a thing of faith that people were coming. And you see it with Peter. Uh, uh, when Peter's shadow fell upon people, they would become healed, okay? And people begin to realize that there's power with these folks. And so they would literally just lay their handkerchiefs or their aprons upon Paul's body and then carried away to the sick people and laid upon them and they'd be healed. It was just a picture and a symbol of the faith they had in the God whom Paul was preaching. Notice that, that their bodies were sick and that diseases left them and evil spirits went out. You see, throughout Scripture, a strong correlation between diseases and evil spirits. Uh, now, there are some diseases that are organic, okay? There's things that happen organically. There are other diseases that are caused by evil spirits that have an organic uh, fruit to it, shall we say. Okay? Either way you go, 
we would do well to remember that it's not just always an organic thing. It may be an evil spirit behind whatever is going on at this time. So you see that Paul is here for uh, two and a half years at this time, that he's preaching the truth. He's teaching the Jews and the Gentiles. Uh, this truth had gone out throughout the entire region, and the people who lived there had heard of the word of the Lord. They heard of the extraordinary miracles. Many of people experienced these miracles, even to such a degree that aprons and hand, uh, handkerchiefs from Paul's body were carried to the sick, and they were healed. Diseases left. Isn't that interesting? Diseases left. Okay. Just think about that for a moment. So the diseases left them, and the evil spirits went out. Now, quickly, people will say, well, uh, Paul did that at that time, but we don't have that kind of thing today because uh, uh, God doesn't do that anymore. You would be grievously wrong. Grievously wrong. The Lord still does this same exact thing. Which begs the question, why don't we see it? Well, some people do see it. Which begs another question. If you don't see it, why don't you see it? Is it because of lack of knowledge? Eh, perhaps. More than likely, it's a lack of faith and a lack of trust. Take it before the Lord and see what he says. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time. I'll see you next time.